We're in Acts, the book of Acts today. If you'll join with me in Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to 47. It's going to be on the board up here if we can stand together and read that. It's titled, A Vital Church Grows. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And Father, I pray that as we go into this, that your word would pierce our hearts today about our role in this. Father God, we're, we're to do as children of the king, as kings and priests of the most high God, that Lord, you give us revelation today about what we should be doing. And Father God, that your hand be upon us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. In the book of Acts there in verse 39, he said, this promise is to you, to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord will call. Now we are the ones that he has called, amen. We are the ones afar off that the Lord has called to fill us with the Holy Spirit, amen. And when you, you get into verse 40, if you read it in the New Living Translation, it says it like this. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. That's the way the new living. The, the King James says, save yourself, uh, not save yourself, but be saved from this perverse generation. Let me see, where is that at? And Praising God and having favor with all people, verse 40. Oh, back up, back up. Be saved from this perverse generation, he said. In the New King James, it says, New Living says, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So perverse and crooked, same thing. You know, it's just people that are not following God. So people that aren't in lining up with him and his word. And, and, but Peter, he continued preaching for a while. He'd already preached. We went through that last week. But his objective was, was to convince them of Christ, that Christ is the Savior. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father but through Christ. Amen? So he is up there convincing them of Christ. And then he says, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Save yourself. How do you save yourself from a crooked generation? What is it that you have to do to save yourself? What can you do to be saved? It's stated in this passage here. Receive the word. Receive the word of God into your heart. Amen. Believe in what he has said. Don't take it for granted, but receive the word. Allow it to sink into your heart and know God is not going to veer away from his word. 
what he says here is what's going to happen. What he decrees about us, believers and non-believers, is what's going to happen. He's not going to... He's not going to go, oh, Delano, you're so special. You can go ahead and do that. You'll be okay. You go ahead and keep that chain, and uh, you'll be all right. I love you more than everybody else. God don't do that. It's the same for everybody. It's the same for you as it is for me. Amen? So know that Jesus did it out of love for you. Amen? Know Jesus, what he did, dying on that cross, being taking the punishment for our sin and sickness. He did it because he loves you. Look at your neighbor and say, you. Yeah. Romans 5, 8 says this. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's one of my favorite scriptures because Jesus, knowing what we would do, the sins we commit, died for us anyways. Jesus, knowing that we would have churches, knowing that we would have the word of God, knowing that we would, you know, go to church for many times or whatever, but all that he knew all and that we'd still forsake him and all that he knows, he still did it. He still went to the cross. Why? He loves you. He loves us. Amen. But God, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. That's what he did. He demonstrated his love toward us. It's so powerful, amen? And so that demonstration of love is for everybody, but not everybody has received it yet. So Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, believe in your heart means there's a transformation. Believing in your heart doesn't mean, oh, I believe in Jesus. The demons even believe in Jesus, Jake. Because if you believe in Jesus and you're still living the way you did before you came to Jesus, you're just like the demons. Did I say that out loud? You're still like the demons. Oh, I said it again. If you give your life to Jesus and there's not been a change, you're, you're just like the demons. I believe in Jesus because the demons believe in Jesus. But when we say, I believe in Jesus, and that in my heart... It means I'm going to come under the leading of Jesus. I'm going to come under his word, his written word, his spoken word. I'm going to obey. I'm going to be that child of God. I'm not going to do what I want. I'm coming under. See, when we choose to come under, there, there's no belief. There's a knowing that there's a God, but there's no belief in him. See, when you believe, we're tr being transformed. And if you're not being transformed, then you're not believing. Because you're not coming under. And we need to come under, Amen. We've got to come under. And we have to believe in our heart, with our whole heart. Jesus is Lord. Amen. You've got to get it in. Jesus is Lord. There's no other way. I'm surrendered to Jesus, and that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to stay the course with Jesus. That's how you get saved. Saved from what? Well, there are two places to spend eternity. If you're watching online today, there's two places to spend eternity. There's heaven and there's hell. You get to decide where you're going to spend eternity. Because Jesus laid it out for us. This is what you've got to do to be saved from hell. This is what you've got to do to be saved from the lake of fire. 
He, he's pointed it out. Believe with your whole heart. Confess with your mouth. So when we don't do that, then we open the door to hell, to Hades, to going there. But to go to heaven, you've got to believe with your whole heart. We can't have divided hearts. It's like having two girlfriends or two wives. You've got a divided heart. And somebody's going to kill you. Settle down now. <laughs> uh, Tim asked me, is that your girlfriend up in the balcony? Yep. <laughs> she was up there praying this morning. I'm like, yep, that's my girlfriend. Hallelujah. But you decide where you spend eternity. That's up to you. Because the word of God shows us how to go to heaven, and it shows us how to go to hell. So it's not, it's not that God is a mean God. It's just that God can't allow all that junk into heaven. I mean, he had to kick his number one worship leader out of heaven because of pride. Satan, Lucifer, he had to kick him out. So why would he let you in? We uh, used to do evangelism real hardcore. We'd get a video camera and we'd go set up in a mall with a microphone and we'd interview people. And we'd ask them, now this is crazy, don't judge me, it was crazy, man. The young people wanted to do it, I was down, I did it. We'd interview people, and people would line up to get interviews, kind of crazy. I said, okay. I said, are you a good person? And they'd say, yeah. And i go, what makes you think you're so good? I said, are you good enough to go to heaven? Yeah, yeah, I'm a good person. Well, have you ever stolen anything? Yeah. You ever had any lustful thoughts about a woman? You know, have you ever told a lie? Yeah. I said, if you were God, would you let you into heaven? It'd get real quiet. That's what we do. I said, but God so loved you that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. That if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. And that's what we would do, and people would line up, and we would do, we did it at every mall in the Inland Empire, because we got kicked out of them all, too, because they, they didn't much like that. But Peter's message is about spending eternity in heaven. How many of you want to go to heaven? How many of you are going to heaven? I'm in heaven. I'm just an alien on this earth, Amen. People say, do you believe in aliens? Oh, that's a good witness tool. People say, hey, do you believe in aliens? Yes. I believe in aliens. I'm an alien here on this earth because my kingdom is up there. I live there. So you can have that alien talk with people. That just hit me by the spirit because everybody's talking about aliens. People, the staff asked me the other day if I believed in aliens. Yes. I am one. Aren't you? That's what you could ask them. Aren't you? Aren't you an alien of this earth? Just ask. If they're not, show them the way. Let it open the door. I went fishing yesterday. You know. Yeah. 
I didn't take my kayak. I just went to the pier. I was just bored. I just said, I'm going to the pier. I went down the pier, dropped down a line. So then the, there's a guy next to me. He's fishing. I told Delon, because I pray that you catch much fish. I said, well, you know, maybe man, maybe fish. Um, fishing was terrible, by the way. I'll go tomorrow. So the guy next to me, I'm talking. I, we start engaging a little conversation, you know. And, and then, then I, I go in. I said, well, I was just in Egypt in December. And I was fishing over there in the Red Sea. He's like, really? I said, yeah, caught a couple of big squid, you know, and, and just opened that door about fishing, you know. And, and, and uh, then I told him, hey, you know, I, I've been to some other countries, and I start sharing. And then, then it comes in, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a missionary when I'm going out. I'm a, I do missions work. Really? Yeah, that, that's awesome. So I start telling him about the work. And then his wife says, we got to go. It's like, it's like she broke my line. <laughs> but I use whatever I can to start the conversation, to open that door, that I can begin to talk to them and witness them, to tell them about Jesus. Amen. And that's what we've got to do. You know, once you come to Jesus, you've got to get the Word of God in you. Remember, I talked about that well that's in you, the well of the Word of God. If you don't have any Word in you, then the Holy Spirit's got nothing to draw on. We got to read the words so that we get it in. You can come on Wednesday nights, go through the book of Philippians with us, in-house or out-house. Either way, out-house, I mean online. Join with us. It just comes out that way, in-house, out-house, you know. Thank you. So, but come on Wednesday night, get more in-depth teaching. Our conversations get a little crazy sometimes on Wednesday night because we do open mic. It's not so much fun for you people on camera for the open mic because, you know, you got to listen to the other people talk. Now I'm trying to put a camera on them, and Delonda doesn't like the camera on her, so, you know. <laughs> but um, get more in-depth in the Word. We're going through verse by verse on Wednesdays. I mean, I'm going, you know, kind of like that on Sunday mornings, but in... We talk about every verse, every word almost on Wednesday nights, what it means, what it, what it, how to apply it to us. So come out on Wednesdays. Come, come and engage on Friday night in prayer. We need to pray. We need corporate prayer. I read a book one time. This guy was talking about, you know, how he was plowing a field. He had acres of land, and he was out there with his hoe, and he was plowing that field all by himself. And in the far-off distance... Way over, acres and acres away, he can see somebody else out there because he can see the dust coming up. And he's working with the hoe to plow his field. And then this guy in a combine pulls up. And he says, hey, you want me to plow your field for you? And the guy's like, you do that? And he goes, yeah, it'll just take a few minutes. And the guy says, well, that would be great. And the guy goes, hop aboard. And the guy climbed up on the car, plowed that field in a few minutes, and then they went on to the next. And he said, hey, what's your, the, the guy that was plowing the field, that was hoeing the field says, what's your name? He says, my name's Corporate Prayer. See, Corporate Prayer can plow a field in a hurry, amen? That's why we need you to come or join with us on Friday nights for corporate prayer so that we can plow some fields. I'm telling you, we got to plow some ground right now, amen? There needs to be some work done in the spirit so that we can get where God wants us to be, amen? We need a move of God, and I believe that plowing away is how it's going to happen. So I encourage you, come on out on Friday nights. You know, instead of watching that TV at home, it's 7 to 8. We try to end at 8. 
God moves, that's his fault. So we just come and pray. I know there's a few of you that have been coming and I love it, but I just want to encourage you. Come on out. Come on out for prayer. Take that step. Engage in intense prayer. I was thinking about that last night. I said, you know, we got to be some of the most intense prayer people. You know, I scream and shout. Anton screams and shout. Delana gets all pumped up and, you know, and, and then to where Victoria has to run over to that mic scared to death and shout out a prayer. She's all intense. You know, it's just, it just great. See, I sit here and then there's an open mic over there in front of that wall, those people we need to pray for, and we do every Friday night. So I just want to encourage you, instead of just sitting at home, you say, well, I got kids, bring your kids. Your kids don't have to stay home. They need to learn how to pray. They learn how to tithe. They need to learn how to pray. You can bring your dog. I don't care. Don't let it pee in the house, though. <laughs> but engage. I'm telling you, we got to engage right now. Something that Peter, as I've been telling you, didn't have the Bible. He didn't have the Bible, but you do. Get into it. Get into it. Get into the Word of God. Let it change you. Get into it and do it. Amen. Drink in the Word. Drink in the Word. Let me give you a few scriptures out of Psalms 119 about the Word. 119 verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Taking heed according to your word. Cleanse your way. Verse 11. I love this one. He says, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Take it in. Verse 15 and 16. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes, I will not forget your word. This is just from a little stanza in Psalms 119 about how important the word of God is. How important that every day we need to take in, we need to drink the word, amen? It's so important to get us in it. Then we study the word. We go deeper into it. Um, not, just to, not just to read, but to do. That I read to do, amen? I read to do. And that's how it's got to be with the word of God. When they continued in the apostles' doctrine, they lived it out in their lives. They were obedient to it. That's what it means. When they continued in the apostles' doctrine, as we read today, they got together and they had communion together. And we have communion set up today. It's not a full meal like maybe they had, but it's enough for us to remember what Jesus did, amen? Um, the wafer represents his body, which was bruised and broken for us. And the juice represents his blood, which washes over us and cleanses us from sin and sickness. And you don't have, just have to have communion here. You don't have to have the, the little pre-made package. You don't have to have that. I've used a Pepsi and a donut before. But what's the key? Remembering. Why don't we do this right now? Why don't we just take communion right now? Come on. I'll take this one. Let's just take communion. Don't leave because this ain't the end. I'm not done yet. I'm not even close. 
It's only 11.14. We're still going to beat everybody. So why don't we stand and come and get the emblems this morning. Throw on a little music for me, Mario. And you come and get the emblems this morning. And we'll take it all together in a minute. one out of there. It's okay. Let's keep moving. Hallelujah. the music, Mario. Let me ask you a question. How many of you got crackers at home? How many of you got juice at home? A little something, something, you know. How many of you got water at home? You know, you can invite somebody over and have communion with them. You could say, you know what, I need communion. Could you guys just come over tonight, let's just have communion. Why can't you do that? That's what they did. Communion in my house, that's what they'd say. Communion in Scott's house, let's go. Amen, he says. You might get a full meal out of Vicky. <laughs> but don't hold back from remembering from what he's done for you. Amen. But before we take it today, I, I've talked about salvation. I'd like us all to say this prayer today. If you'll repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin and sickness. I ask that you cleanse me today of sin and sickness. I surrender all to you and commit my life to you wholly. Be my Lord. And thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you prayed that and you believed, you're 
saved. Amen? Doesn't matter what yesterday was, today you're saved. And in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, he says, I, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and he'd given thanks, he broke it, break it. Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We thank you, Lord, for your body. Bruised and broken for us, you took our pain to the cross. And I pray right now for every person, Lord, that's in pain today, that you would root it out, you would pull it down and cast it back to the pit from where it came. That pain would flee from every body in this house today in Jesus' name. Even to those watching online today, pain must go in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that, Lord. In verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this cup, eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the blood, for the cleansing of sin today, God, for the washing of sickness away from our bodies, for the healing power of God. We praise you today. Let it rain in us, God. Let it rain in us. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, they did that, and then it says, there are also many signs and wonders. How many of you like signs and wonders? Amen. I know Delana and I have seen many, not just here, but internationally. We've seen a lot of people healed. And, and it's, just, uh, it's just awesome when that happens, when the wonders start flowing. Because, you know, things may happen in church and you, and you might be like offended. Like, well, you know. Look at that. Look at that person. You know, they're laying on the floor laughing, you know. It should make you wonder why they're laughing. Because it's a wonder. <laughs> Maybe you're not ready for that yet. <laughs> but it is. It makes you wonder, what in the world is that? Don't get offended. Just jump in. I've been to meetings where somebody said, I don't want that to happen to me, and it didn't. And I was sitting there going, Lord, give it, give it all to me, and I'm sliding out of my chair. I want everything God has for me. When Delanda's dad asked me, he said, Ron, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, no, but I want everything he has for me. And he laid hands on me, and I prayed in the Spirit for hours. Just hours. Remember that day, honey? It was Thanksgiving Day in 1979. You know, but when the signs and the wonders started moving, it brought fear upon the people. 
See, because if you don't know how to explain it, people get fearful. That's human nature. People get fearful. I know that when God started moving here in a powerful way back in the um, late 90s, um, or, or even in the mid-90s, because they couldn't explain it, many people left. The whole staff quit. The whole staff quit. Because we couldn't explain it. And even the stuff you could explain, they didn't want to receive it. Don't be that way. You say, oh, I'm not going to that church. It's a little crazy. We need a little crazy right now. We need a little stir up. We need some signs and wonders that will bring, bring the fear of the Lord back into people. We need the fear of the Lord, amen? The fear of the Lord is, is part of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Isaiah 11, 2, it's one of the, the things that gets poured into us, the fear of the Lord, that we begin to fear God more than we fear man, amen? That we're afraid of God, that we love God more than we love anybody else. We get the fear of the Lord in us, and we start respecting God and start honoring God and start believing God, amen? We don't start put our trust in men. We don't put our trust in money. We put our hope in the Lord. Amen. We're not looking for the doctors to fix us. We're looking for God to fix us. God, fix us. Yeah. Fix us. And while they were at it, they, they also helped each other in a spirit of unity. Remember, unity is all through the Bible. We need unity. You got to stop thinking, oh, I don't like that person. You got to stop that. Because I hear it. I don't like that person. Why? Well, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it, man. Like everybody. You should. What if Jesus said, well, I don't like you? What if he said, I love you, but I don't like you? Isn't that what we say? Oh, I love you a lot, but I don't like you right now. They ain't love. <laughs> but they, they, they walked in unity. We need unity in this house. Like never before, we need unity. There can't be any divisions. He says, because where there's a spirit of unity, there is anointing is. We want his anointing to come, then we need to have unity. We want him to pour out his spirit on all flesh, we need to have unity. When they were in one accord in that upper room, and he poured out his spirit on who? Everybody that was in the room. You know, but we, here we can be in the room and not like people on that side of the room and still expect God to move. You got you to gotta start liking. That person you don't like, I pray God puts them in your life every day. That happened to me. Not you. <laughs> she said, hey. But we had a lady that came to this church that was mean as... I want to say hell, you know, I mean, she was like a child of the devil and she was mean. And if you sat in her seat, oh, she would lose it. And she'd yell, she'd start cussing and everything. I seen her scream and yell at pastors. I seen her flip off pastors. I seen, I mean, just yell at people. And I'd be like, so I wrote out this document is why we should kick her out of the church. I thought, I'm going to come to the, I asked Pastor Dave, can I come to the board meeting? I want to bring up something. I said, okay. And so I got this paper all fixed up and everything, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to do it. And I'm sitting out here in the foyer, 
And the Lord spoke to me. He said, what are you doing? I said, Lord, this person's terrible. She got to go. And the Lord said, where's the love in that? I said, now wait a minute, Lord, why are you making this about me? <laughs> I had to tear up that paper and go home and work on love. And then God made her one of my wife's friends, and so I always saw her. She was at my home Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and New Year's, and, and just for every holiday she had dinner with us. And, and this went on for like 10 years. I'm like, after the first year, I'm like, God, I got it. No, you don't. I pray God put them in your face every day that you really learn to love. You really learn to love. <sighs> they went to church every day. They met in their temple daily. They were wanting to grow in the Lord. They were wanting to come and gather together in the Lord. They went every day. And then when they weren't in the, in the church, they went to somebody's house. Hey, let's meet at Scott's house today. All right. You know, and bring our steaks. And Scott cooks them up. And she's making some beans and stuff. You know, we go over to Barbara's house. She's got a nice backyard. We can throw up some tables. We can just have a blast. You know, that's what they did. They just went house to house. And I'm telling you, we're going to start small groups again. I may start them one at a time, but I want to start them. I believe that we need to go house to house. We need to be in each other's homes. We need to gather together. We need fellowship. you got so much fellowship with the world that we need fellowship with the church. Amen? We need to come together. So we're going to be launching. I'm going to be working on that this next month, and we're going to start them up again because I know God wants us to be in each other's face. Amen. Amen. In a place, in a safe place where you can go and say, I'm battling. And you say, oh, I don't want to tell you what I'm battling about, but I'm battling. Okay, well, let's lay hands on you and let's pray for you. Amen. You know, we can't go person to person. We usually can't in the church, you know, but that's what they did. They went in the home so they could do it. And they were very consistent about it. Amen. You know, and, and it, it's a wonderful start to the church in Acts chapter 2. It's a wonderful start to the church. And all that they did, the church grew daily. That's what it said. The church was added to daily. And that is the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? You're empowered to be a witness to add to the church. They did signs, wonders, and miracles. They met at the temple. They met in the homes. And one of our objectives, as I said, is to start meeting in homes again. We've got to do it. It's going to come. But one thing I know about the body here right now, I'm asking you to get along. I'm asking you to, to um, like each other. But you don't even know each other. We had a lady that went to this church for 20 years. I stood up one Sunday morning. I said, this lady has passed away. And everybody looked at me and said, who? My wife just called her sweetheart, you know, just a special pet name. Hugged her every week, but never knew her name. We need to know each other. What's your name? Robert. Give me the whole thing. Robert Vargas. What's your name? Victoria Vargas. What's your name? 
Junior Delviar. Delviar, that's how, I, I, I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Scott Allen. I'm Vicki Allen. I'm Stephanie Delviar. <laughs> Get ready, I'm coming to you. <laughs> Margaret Boltzma. Mark Cranmer. That's how you say it. Mary Lopez. Tim Merica. Candy Merica. Well, you got to get a little closer to that. Candy Merica. Jonathan Merica. There's no A, it's just Merica. Seven. <laughs> here you go. Linda Lou, Betty Jo Kringle. <laughs> Linda Lou, Betty Jo Kringle. There you go. Jim Kringle. Jim Kringle. Jerry Karsten. And we're so glad you're here with us today, Jerry. Oh, glad to be here. Andy Karsten. Say it again, they're clapping. Andy Karsten. Larry McAnally. Cindy McAnally. Your hair looks great. <laughs> you know, when I saw you come in, I immediately thought of the, a verse about Samson and Judges. It says, and then his hair began to grow. God is strengthening you. God is strengthening you. Amen. Amen. Do I have to? Yes. <laughs> Martin Tan. Monica Tan. Michael Rodriguez. Gloria Norega. Ann Redding. Mario. Mario Martinez. All right. Here, just pass the mic down, okay? Rao T. How you say your last name? T. T. Philomena Tihi. Philomena Tihi. Grace Tihi. Tihi. Joe Prieto. Well, you like the, like the little flair you put on that Prieto. Rain Prieto. Dwayne Wise. Elvia Wise. Wise people, wise guys. Jeanette Barber. Delanda King. Luis Nunez. Are you taking notes? Elena Mercury. Matthew Cruz, Marquez Mercury Jr. <laughs> Edwin Sanchez. Jake Marvel. Elizabeth Marvel. I thought like someone, Elizabeth! <laughs> Sonia Marvel. Cole Marvel. The Marvel comics. Isaiah Rodriguez. That's a dumb. Domaris Whistler. Daniel Whistler. Isabella Morales. That's a dumb. Maria Montijo. Ashley Whistler. Monica Rodriguez. Cindy Leonti. Greg Leonti. I lean on the Lord Ballandron. Take the ball, land, and run. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> Take the ball and run. Susan Gavilanes. Gloria Rosas. Victor Rosas. Bob Watkins. Good morning. 
Sharon Sanchez. Gabriel Acosta. Wait a minute, I married you guys. You didn't change your name yet? No. Uh, she, did. <laughs> she had just asked me, do I go by Acosta or Sanchez? <laughs> Tim Brown. That's the quietest you ever said anything. <laughs> Manuel Mejia. Priscilla Mejia. Bobby Bonilla. You can say it a little louder. Bobby Bonilla. Gabby Bonilla. Berenice Nieto. Salma Nieto. Lori Pompa. Lori Pompa. Lori? You're lolly on Facebook, so I get confused. Elizabeth Ramsey. Anton Bernier. Bernard. Some of you don't know your own name, huh? De Debbie Massard. Debbie Massard. Lillian Massard. Lillian. Barbara Ayala. Barbara, see, these are all clan right here. They're all, these are sisters. These three are sisters here, so. Tess Moreno. Renee Moreno. Roberta McNaught, wife of David McNaught. What's your name? Roberta Edward Perez. Elijah T. Elijah T. They got a big family going. Ed Morales. Ed, what? Morales. Morales. Okay, so now you met everybody today. We'll have to do it again. Wait, somebody? Did I miss somebody? Who? Maggie's out there. David Padilla. I got everybody over there. Did I, get, did I miss anybody? I didn't miss anybody, did I? All right, so that's your family. I got Mike. I got everybody. I got Mario. I'm good. Are you good? Now you know your family. Who am I? I'm Ronald Allen King. My mom brought me here when I was 14 years old. I've been an active participant since the late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Been serving. I served a few years when I was younger, then I had a little wandering, and, and in the late 80s, I've just been on track. So that's your church family. And we need to like each other. Can I hear an amen? amen. We might be goofy, but that doesn't mean you can't like us. I, I, I seen something the other day, this girl that she was ugly, and I'm just telling you what the thing said. She was ugly, and they... Um, a lot of people made fun of her and stuff, and so what they did was um, two of the real pretty girls in school got her and did a makeover with her. Changed her whole outlook on life and changed the way everybody thought about her. It was just, you know, change the way you, your outlook on other people. Whether they're goofy, they dress funny, or whatever. You know, whether they wear their hair funny. I've been wearing my hair funny because I wear a helmet now because I'm riding my motorcycle again. And I was like, you got to do something about your hair. Fix it. <laughs> a smile goes a long ways, amen. Look at your neighbor and smile. <laughs> I 
I'm going to pray for you. Isaiah is going to come. Father God, we just thank you for this time in your word. And I pray, Lord, that as we've committed our lives wholly unto you and we remember what you have done, I pray that as we even introduce ourselves to each other, that, Father, that you would cover, keep, and protect, that unity would be something that we contend for in this house, that we would fight for it, Father, and we'd not let any disruptions come. We'd overcome our flesh, our feelings to, to obey the word of God, Lord, to walk in the unity that you've called us to. Let your hand be upon each one of us, cover and keep us as we go our way today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, yeah. amen. Give Isaiah a hand.